Welcome to the top of the slag pile. It's the antidote to good content. With me tonight, I have a grumpy perfectionist from Lincolnshire and an undiagnosed dyslexic Geordie who we forced to read something every single episode without remorse. How are you, fellas? North Lincolnshire. Uh, I am definitely not dyslexic. I'm just an idiot. Undiagnosed. (laughs) Uh, Well, this is the thing. I brought this up to my girlfriend the other week and she said that you're definitely not dyslexic. You're just lazy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's like a parent from the 80s exactly. you just can't be bothered like, to be just... good at spelling is your problem <laughs> that's, that's exactly what she said she was like you're just, you're just lazy and you can't be bothered because you'll look back at it if you're told to and you'll go yeah I did definitely spell that wrong and you're like well why did you spell it wrong and you go because I couldn't be bothered <laughs> okay. I don't think that explains my reading capabilities if I'm perfectly honest So, but then I have another friend that just says that I need glasses so it could be a yeah. case of needing glasses and dyslexia. Have you been in for which an case, test? No. Maybe do and that. I, yeah, well, definitely at our age. I mean, have you ever yeah, been for age. one? Have you ever no. been for one? No. I don't feel like there's a problem with my vision. That's, By yeah, our a lot age, of I, just, think I genuinely that. mean at our age. <laughs> I, I, I can't see a problem with it. I mean, you can't see it because the room's gone dark, but I'm I'm wiggling my eyebrows heavily at you, Will. Why has the room gone dark? Because of Where cause that's, how, that's how you know the Earth goes around the sun and rotates and all that. You know that's that in it. What? Yeah, but you're in. You're in a just, room with just, artificial just, lighting. This this ominous dark in Bingley. Um, I mean, I, I could turn them. I'd on. like to see more than just your teeth. So I turn the lights on. I mean, I'm not going to say no, but if you really that can't be that asked, then I'm I'm finding myself not looking at you because it's terrifying. I'm gonna have to like proper yeah. stand up and everything. Oh god! The, the it's a whole thing. Required. To be honest, can you not? He, can you not yell for yell for the hosts? <laughs> He's probably four hosts. floors away. Hosts, you've been in their four house. Four floors away. Oh, Will's not been in their house. Their house is ridiculous. It's it's four floors. You can only get around using ladders. Is it, wait, is it really thin? Though? Yeah, you can only get downstairs using. Is it actually large, really yeah, thin? It's it's really narrow so, and tall, and it and oh and it's god, also did... not part of a terrace. So the ground floor has a building on the side of it, but beyond that, it's just sticking up like the Tower of Sauron. Do, I was going to say, do they just live in a wizard's tower? Is they that live what in a wizard's me? tower. Pretty much. It's a wizard's tower um, with damp. <laughs> a damp wizard's tower? A damp wizard's tower. Just like Saruman. <laughs> <laughs> My personal favourite wizard. <laughs> That's a rogue wizard to have as your favourite. Oh, well, I think he's just misunderstood. Sorry, what's, what's Will's favourite? I missed that while I was turning the fucking Will's, light on. Will's favourite is Saruman, uh, famously a bad guy. Oh, but he's a good wizard. Um, fantastic exactly. wizard. Yeah. I know. He don't exactly. knock about. He made a whole race of people. He don't do out by halves. Exactly. No, that's probably the issue with him, really. If he was a bit lazier, if he was like Will reading, <laughs> it'd be fine. A bit more like, I don't think Will's a bit happened. more like Gandalf. He's just a bit, a bit frivolous, a bit flippant. So, Loosh. Loosh. He is that. <laughs> He's, yes. I'm not appreciative of this callous insults. We're saying you like Gandalf. Just, uh, We're saying, yeah, yeah, Gandalf's the best one. flippant and loosh. I don't appreciate that. Sirs. It can be nice to be flippant and loosh. I'm often described as flippant. I'm never, never loosh, described though. as flippant. I'm not described as loosh. I'm described as flippant. Mm. Yeah. Aloof, I'm described as a lot of the time. Aloof and flippant. Yeah. <laughs> Chaotic neutral. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah. 
<laughs> Not me, though. Just, you know, dyslexic, blind, and ignorant. Chaotic, good. Which I do... Yeah, don't forget the don't forget the silly accent. That's not... Oh, thank you. I'm glad. <laughs> you know what? It actually came up in Worktogate that not none of us really have proper pure Geordie accents, and that the impression that I give in those segments is is really just a very minute insight into the how deep the depths can go into that Geordie world. I mean, if it was proper Geordie, we shouldn't be able to understand it at all. Yeah, like exactly. there, there are people in Newcastle that it's it's, it's so it's far just... gone; it's no longer English. There was a guy I overheard in a pub once, uh, and he was just a very, very sort of heavy Geordie accent, and it honestly did sound like vowels the entire time. And I know a lot of people say this about just accents that they can't understand, you know, like my uncle Reg is from Devon, um, and you talk to him, you say, hello Reg, and he goes, rah, 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 rah. and you're like, that's fantastic, Reg, I understand what you're saying, and then you, then you leave and you don't see him again for three years. I think he's still alive. Um... <laughs> But yeah, anyway, well, they often there's... say that the Welsh is all consonants, and if the Geordies are all vowels, then collectively they've got a real language going. So yes, we smash them together. Um, yeah. Which I suppose you're pretty much on your way, aren't you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> but no, there's this guy, this guy in the bar, is Geordie, he was talking to someone with with a, with a vaguely neutral accent, and then just out of nowhere, this man would explode with just ee, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, ooh, ah, and it, it just genuinely did sound like that. Sounds like my uncle. <laughs> Anywho, how are you both? Uh, I'm having a just, yeah, fine, you know. I, just, yeah. I feel yeah. like we, you always ask us how we're doing, but we never ask you how you're doing, Phil. Oh, that's because I hate answering that question. Yeah, I'm always, you know, it's it's a difficult one, isn't it? When when you have, whenever you're asked how you're doing, and it's the it's a it's a it's a kind of a meme at this point, especially with the British. But you say how you doing, and you say fine, because no one actually wants to know. Yeah. And you don't want to tell anyone. No. And what's... It, oh, it's only awkward. That's why then. I give an honest response every time. Well, that's, what's, that's what makes it difficult, is if you're asked by someone where you're not sure, actually, like they're, if they're genuinely asking because you're close enough to them that they think that you think they might want to know. And, and then, I don't know, fine, but... I mean, what, what do you want more? I can elaborate if you want. <laughs> but fine. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Who wants... Do you want to be sad today? Probably no, not. Oh, let's leave it. Just, let's not bring it. Just, just let's keep it light, and just yeah. just just forget. Depression. Just forget about how if, I am or how people are. Let's just keep it light yeah, and you know just in, if, enjoy the day out. Can we? Can we just enjoy the day out for once? Don't even ask that question because it's pretty much for people our age a loaded question. How are things? I'm having a terrible time. Yeah. I'm. I mean, any changes in my life now going forward are probably bad changes. Let's be honest. Mm. Um, I don't want to think about that. Um, I do when I'm alone. But I'm talking to you now, so let's let's let's, let's try and ignore and can... that. Yeah, and just enjoy yeah. these drinks. Hmm. <laughs> I'm yes. dealing poorly with my life choices, thank you. But uh, if you really do care, I can elaborate more. Don't ask how I am. I never ask how you are. <laughs> <laughs> and that, let's... everyone, is a British friendship. Let's a make true this reciprocal. British friendship. <laughs> And the reason I don't ask how you are is because I know that either you feel exactly the same as I do, or you're inexplicably happy. And I don't want to yes. hear about that. In which case, in which case you're a psychopath. Yeah. Or you are happy, and I'll tell you what, it's not going to last. Look, I can't hear you right now, so I'm just going to shout. I'm going to shout into the, into the phone, and you're just going to sit there and listen. And I'm sorry about this. Uh, so this is what's happening. Uh, I'll phone you back later when I catch you, alright? Yeah?
was just thinking that it seems to be the beards are now mandatory to be on this. This is the biggest mine's been in a while, actually. Same. Same. Mine's I, getting bigger. Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying the the, mus- the moustaches. It's when they get long enough that you can you have can not just one, but two moustaches. Moustache. Moustache. I've never heard a moustache. It always just gets into the mouth, and I can't deal with it. It's too... It's too, uh, it's too firm. It doesn't, it doesn't bend to my yeah, will. Mine New definition. Mine there. doesn't grow sideways. It grows down. So you have to keep it short. M- mm-hmm. Mine, mine does kind of grow down. It's, it, luckily, it kind of curves to the side. Um, but anyway, I, I, I did, I did just think of a pun there. This isn't going to be particularly funny because I'm going to over-explain it. But um, the, the conglomerate of sauce that you get on your moustache that you then occasionally accidentally lick off to this this horrible vinegary, like off-brown <laughs> sauce flavor thing that you sometimes get. Should be called Mustache Sauce. Oh, well <laughs> done, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much. Congratulations. I'll Your children will be proud of you one yes, day for that yeah, joke. I'm, I'm, I, I hope they fucking won't. Keep, I'm keep going that to, in the bank. <laughs> I'm going to squeeze it into bottles and sell it to poor people to make me wealthy because that's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> How much sauce are you getting caught in your moustache for that to be a viable. It's not a lot, but I eat a lot of sauce. It's it's less to do with the amount and more to do with the frequency. <laughs> I just fucking love condiments. I love condiments. Will is the odd one out here. He's not he's not a saucy boy. I'm not a not a saucy no. man. I famously not, famously a, saucy not man. a saucy man. It's come up several times. Really? Every yeah. Time. Everyone's always I'm always surprised. trying to give him sauces. Like when it, whenever <laughs> whenever I'm with Will, I'm trying to, I'm trying to give sauces to him and I forget. I have to reject his sauces he, he on a regular basis. keep rejecting the sauces and then go, oh, fuck, yeah, I forgot. Sorry, you're not a, you're not a saucy do you have any? Do you have any any sauces that you enjoy? I mean, gravy, but that's not really a sauce. It's a way of life. <laughs> but yeah, it's not a sauce. The more gravy, the better. It's not It's not a sauce. What would you class not, it as? A broth? It's basically it's a not, soup it's not a broth. we have it's it. A, it's a drink. <laughs> you know what, actually? My sister used to have it as a drink. And when she was really sad at university, her uh, her flatmates used to make her a little cup of gravy, and she used to drink it. They used to they used to make an ungodly amount of batter, and then they'd make this this little throne of Yorkshire pudding, and she'd sit in it, and then they'd they just they just let her drink gravy, and she'd be a little roast for a while, and then she'd be let happy. her be the sausage in the Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> She's the toad in the hole. Yeah. She's and they and they pet very, her on the head. And they said, Sweet "What a nice little thing. toad! What a nice little toad! Relax! What a polite little toad!" <laughs> what has happened there? This went from a, a lovely little story about how my sister loved gravy to some sort of—it's still a lovely little story—circus act where she's some sort of gravy guzzling toad in the hole. I'm just feeling so much better than I was last podcast. Same. So, in ce- in celebration of that, I necked a tinny, and now I'm feeling great. <laughs> <laughs> I've came into this with the opposite energy to you, dear fellow. <laughs> Someone had to. Someone's got to keep this grounded. Strange that Excellent. it's you. Yeah, but yeah, it mean, was yeah. the complete opposite last episode. You, you were our oh, ray of okay. sunshine. You were the toad in our hole. You were. You were the. We were the hole, yeah. and you filled it with your toad. Yeah. I don't and want smothered to us with your gravy. We were the I canyon. Like... We were the canyon, and you were the wind. I think you get put on a list for being that <laughs> so I don't really want that, thank you. Um, so, okay. <laughs> as far as sources go, Eric, do, could, uh, what, what, what's, what, what is your favourite sauce right now, right this minute? Do you have one? Mustard. Whole grain? 
English mustard. The zingy type. The more radioactively yellow, hmm. the better. The stronger. Just strong, because if it's not strong enough, I'm just going to keep adding more. That's fair. I went through a mustard phase recently. It's fantastic, isn't it? It's fantastic. And it's, once you get into it, you start doing it for the hit. Mm. Like it's, you get a rush. Yeah. You, it's, you can actually, you, you start, you get slotting it on more and more and more each bite. You get a bit more and a bit more. And by the end of it, you're just weeping. That's like, and it's fantastic. You actually it understand. Really you out. One of my old, one of my old managers used to um, host like a curry night on a Friday. Mm. And uh, he used to get his curry, his free curry, because we all got one. And then he'd go to the fridge and just take out this just diabolical, like, it was a Tabasco bottle, but what was uh-huh. in it was not Tabasco. It was this Scotch bonnet madness that, you know, this, like, <sighs> Trinidad Scorpion stuff. And it was like, yeah. And he'd, he'd just pour it on. And then by the time he'd finished, he'd be flushed red. He'd be sweating, crying. Yeah. I'm assuming he'd chat. And... <laughs> like he just said he loved it. Like he absolutely loved it. Tried it once, couldn't get into it. But now, a few years hence, after fucking around with things like Cajun chili sauces and mustard, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. I don't like doing it in public. I don't do it in restaurants. I don't order the spicy thing because it's uncomfortable to be sweating that much in public. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're on a train. It's a very private thing. The spice. It's a it's a private thing for me. If yeah. I'm doing mustard shots. Um, it's a it's a private thing. All very close friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. You just need that. You like the pain just a little bit, just a little bit more. Oh, I like it a lot. The, the eating, it's not bad. It's just slathering it on your taints. That's you know you need to just. Why? Not Why? In, not in public. Not not required. Um, yeah. Actually, it was Adam that got me into it. Actually, uh, Adam Adam slathering mustard, mustard on your taints. <laughs> oh yeah, right in, right in the perineum. Basically everything. I mean, too many listeners. If you ever have him as a guest, you'll understand why why we assume it would be Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Slathering mustard on his taint. <laughs> Un- that is an unfortunate he just wants portrayal. To feel something. <laughs> he wants to feel something uh, angry and yellow like he is. <laughs> I didn't know Adam got jaundice. It's those those long nights on the farm, and he's just, just craving, just craving sensations. Um, All right, yeah. Finn, mustard. Uh, not mustard. Condiment then. What's what's your favourite condiment at the moment? Have um, you done your mustard phase? I've just I've just leapt off my mustard phase and I've gone head first into just like your true chili sauce phases. You know, like where Tabasco okay. Tabasco's your last choice, but for anything that's particularly hot has mm. a bit of I don't know, some some kind of smoky taste to it, like a paprika kind of thing, or perhaps like a chipotle sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I do like a chipotle thing. That's the smoky sweetness. And then like particularly and they're quite hard to come by, but hot sauces like that that don't have much of a shelf life because they don't put any vinegar in it, it they mm. taste so much better because you don't have that weird sour hit that comes everything. It doesn't last long at all, but oh my god, it tastes incredible. And you have to get through it then. And you it doesn't to... last long. Abs- yeah. You don't like the little sourness. I quite like a little bit of sourness. I, I don't mind I it. I find it's the flavour triangle. You need that salt, that sweet, that spicy, that sour. That's four things in my triangle. <laughs> <laughs> It's a famous four sided triangle there. It's the strongest shape. shape. Um, (laughs) Three dimensional pyramid scheme right there. (laughs) (laughs) You can see it coming from a mile away. Um, No, I I don't mind the the vinegar hit, but I think um, just just trying something different. And whilst I'm getting into spice, why not not go the whole hog and try something a bit different that's hard to get hold of? And luckily, living living in this, the third circle of hell. Some of the good things about it are that the food is is genuinely pretty good around here. 
Um, so yeah. Where is the third circle of hell? At Manchester. Ah, very good. <laughs> it is. I went recently, and I thought I thought he was being over the top with it before with his misery, but no, it's it's a yeah, shit old. He thought I was being dramatic, and I'm actually not that dramatic. Yeah, I thought. Uh, yeah, I did think you were being a bit dramatic about it. And as we got closer and closer, like within, so we drove from mine to to Manchester, and within when we got about an hour away, then visibly started to get angry. <laughs> about about getting getting to just, Manchester, just anything and everything. Yeah, and that... I was just driving towards it, and he was just pointing out how the buildings have lights on top so that planes don't crash into them, and that that shouldn't have to be something you think about. <laughs> like, so they shouldn't right. be that big. If you need to put lights on them, stop planes crashing into them. Then they're too big, aren't they? Yeah, they're too fucking big. <laughs> That's the point of where planes are too big. Planes are too big. Buildings are too big. <laughs> buildings are too big. If you have to put lights on them to stop aircraft getting involved, there was, there was, I think there was one point where where perhaps you either you had gone through a red last minute or something like that, or you were trying to get past a particularly difficult junction, um, and I said it doesn't really matter. No one's actually concentrating on the road because they're looking at that big fucking circular building because it's fucking stupid. It's a circle. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't trying to be funny. I was just angry. Pure road rage. <laughs> you just hate Manchester. <laughs> Why do you live there? Why do you live there if you hate it so much? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> go live with I, Eric. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to go. I mean, I'd love to live with Eric. I think B would have something to say if I just uh, lived with Eric all the time. Um, I mean, a... I think she'd tolerate it for a good while. She she shouldn't have to tolerate something. <laughs> she just, that's not how that should work. How's your relationship going? I I mean, Eric's fantastic. I tolerate Finn. <laughs> you could sleep in the booth, and then we've got we've got some sound protection from you. That's true. You know, from your from your from your raves. You know, you know, you like type your nocturnal raves. I'm a rave, sleep raves. I'm a ravey boy. Oh, yeah. I'm a ravey boy. Yeah. Yes, I am. Yeah. You get up in the middle of the night, eyes wide open, but there's nothing behind. Hmm. There's there's lights are on, but no one's home, and you'll just start raving. Yes, yeah, it's, it's mad. And yeah. uh, it's fine for a weekend visit, but yeah, and then you, know. you get people knocking at your door, and it's like, what's happening? And then all they can see is me, uh, the yeah. whites of my eyes. Because they're, they're all, I'm still asleep, really. It's rolled back, but I'm there just yeah. yelling sandstorm. <laughs> bah, bah. That's, d- that's d- d- by Darude. By Darude, indeed. Darude. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Yeah, and then there's Darudest. Darudest. <laughs> Who are Darudest? Is that the female punk, punk cover band for Darude? <laughs> no? No. Darude, Darude, and Darudest. Darude and Darudist. Are they like a brother? Are they? Oh, are those the actual people in Darude? I was taking the piss. Stop taking no. this bit seriously. Uh, this is the problem. It feels like I've walked into some sort of fever dream this week, where you two are both the happiest man on the planet and are ready and raring to go, whereas I am basically a corpse. I know. I'm actually quite depressed, but you know. <laughs> you're, you're I've, quite I've overridden depressed. it for this. I've overridden it with refreshing golden ale. From the heart, from the heart nice. of Scotland. I think I have just put myself into I'm now sleepy, is that a problem? I've bought lots of wine. It's very tasty, but it makes me very sleepy and I've not realised this. I That's why I stopped with the warm wine last week because wine makes me sleepy and gives me mm. a little bit of a neck ache. And um, aside from that, warm wine fucking tastes awful and makes me sleepy. Oh, all, the, all the wine is warm for me here. You're such a fucking hot house. You live in Edinburgh, which is you're now in like. Oh no, Edinburgh is lovely and cold. Exactly here, here in Bingley, it's a fucking hot house. Mm. <laughs> it's too warm in the south for you. It's the middle warm. of England. It's fucking humid. It's. I mean, we're not in the middle of England anymore. This is 
were West Yorkshire. Yeah. West Yorkshire. It's mm. not even that south. It's like yeah. vaguely south. It is. But it's fucking yeah. humid. It's fucking hot. You sir need to live in like Sweden. I do. If it wasn't so expensive and Swedish, I would. Well, if true, it yeah. wasn't so Swedish. <laughs> Worst thing about France, the French. <laughs> Probably, yeah, you go Worst there. thing about Sweden, the Swedish. You go there. The Swedish are lovely, but I can't speak to them. Well, actually, they speak like Swinglish, as far as I'm aware. What you can do, you can meet meet them halfway. Meet them halfway, and I I, I already don't know what I'm saying. Meet them half. <laughs> meet them halfway, and every time you meet one, just bring out a tray, like a like a a, a, a breakfast tray, some sort of serviette tray, and yeah. spell out uh, what you want to say to them in braille with meatballs, and they'll completely understand what you're saying <laughs> if they're blind. What happened if they're to blind. you? And also, I'd have to learn Braille. That's true. And at that point, it, I may as well just learn Swedish. You'd have to learn Swedish Braille as well. As, uh, yeah, is is Swedish Braille different to English Braille? I'd is Braille so. the same everywhere? I, or is Braille based on... I think it feels the, different. Uh, the, the alpha, does it, is Braille basically <laughs> converting the alphabet? And then you just... Like that. Yeah. It was, I, I'm assuming Braille is... Why, why, why on earth would you come up with a, um, a, a a way to read for blind people and then change it for every country you're in. Well, it might just be there's a braille equivalent of each letter, and then you can and then you can just write. That's I'm fairly confident. Yeah. I'm fairly confident it's there's a braille equivalent for each letter, but I don't know. I, so. I'm assuming braille. Whereas sign language, it's the same everywhere, isn't it? Depending on which version of it, because there, no, there, no, there, no, there no, is sign, sign language, language where different. we have letters, and there's also like, is it Makaton? Which is oh, because you can spell stuff out in sign language. And then you've got words. Well. I mean, with sign I think language, like sugar. I think and, the majority of it is oh. that there are signs for words, but if it's like someone's name or something where there isn't a sign, you can spell it out. Mm. But obviously, think, then that would be different in different languages. I think there is multiple sign languages. I think there's like American sign language and there's like British sign language, and I think there's oh, sign, different they, sign languages in different places. Why did the Americans have to do a different one? Always got to be different, haven't yeah. they? Yeah, it is, it is American. Oh, they well, well we're going to speak different. English, but we're going to pick random words from French and Italian and just mix them in. Yeah. We're gonna drop I the. Mean, we're gonna drop the we, use. We do that. We do that. No, but they did it more. They did it on top of our existing language, and what? that's not our fault anyway. We've been invaded by people that speak different languages, and then we've got this amalgamation. Yeah, and then the and then we got them back and invaded literally everyone else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Americans fair, right? would give. We're, we're all speaking English, and then just out of nowhere, apparently, just decided. I'm not sure about the word courgette. <laughs> Should we use the Italian version? Chairman Mao. Chairman Meow. I love the day of Mao when everything is successful. Yeah. No, 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 you mean like Michael Flatley. And of recently, I, when I say recently, I mean yes, uh, Sunday, we watched Michael Flatley's Lord of the Dance. And my god, that man is arrogant. That is the most <laughs> arrogant human being I've ever seen on the stage. He walks with such like fuck you energy. Like <laughs> this is this is my show. I'm the Lord of the Dance bitches. Kneel before me and deal with it. Like that man, Jesus Christ. Shots he is. fired at Flatley. Oh my god, yeah. he is he is there for him and him alone. He made them do the final performance bit four times. It was like the like the final thing that they do on the show. They do this like last little bit, this last little like tap dance Irish jig sort of thing, and then the crowd goes wild, and it's like encore, 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 do it again, do it again. Like and he's like, oh okay, we'll do it again for you. You know, it's the show. 
And then they do, it, they do it again, and then it's like, yeah, it was great. And then Michael Flatley's like, oh, God, the attention. Oh, the attention. <laughs> Give me more. We're doing it again, boys. We're doing it again for them. They love it and so as he much. Does it, like, you can see him getting and then, and then they do it again. And then, exactly. And you can just feel the, like, the rest of the crew in the background just not prepared for this at all. And they're like, we've done it twice. Yay. It was lovely. Everyone's happy. And Michael Flatley's, no, no, I need more. I need more, damn it. <laughs> and so then they do it a fourth time. And it's, at this point, you're like, right, Flatley, okay, you've had your fun. Right, you're the lord of the dance. Whoop whoop de doo. Fuck off. But no, lock the doors. I'm gonna keep going. I Honestly, must siphon it, the it, energy. It, it it felt like that that was the way it was going. It, honestly, when I wouldn't he, have been surprised if it did six or seven times. When he left the stage, was he like a foot taller and twenty years younger than he was when he walked on? No, no. But his chest was about three foot in front of his legs. How much it was puffed out. <laughs> it was it was it was crazy how it's... how much that man was like. I'm the shit. To be fair, though, he can damn well dance. So he's the lord. Hand it off to him. He's it was. I mean, the you can tell that he's does he he did he did the show. And whilst we were watching it, one of my friends was giving us like the backstory because obviously you have to interpret it because it's all dance. Um, and it's about how it's basically an, e- an evil guy and all his gang against Michael Flatley and all his gang, and about how they're trying to save Planet Island. And that is the actual plot. Like, the plot is that they're trying to save Planet Island. And I'm like, that's fucking incredible. He's Hang on, and he expresses this through tap dancing. Oh, yeah, through through tap Irish dancing. Wait, is he on his own? Or are there other tap dancers? Oh, no, there's loads of other tap dancers. It'd be amazing. Oh, okay. I was going to say, oh, like, how is he depicting this on his oh, own? Oh, no, it's a real show. Just with it's, his own legs. It is very impressive. <laughs> I'm not going to take that away from them. That is an impressive amount of timing and synchronization, and the fact they can just do it and it looks normal and natural. And I know for a fact that I'd never be able to do anything like it. But aside from that, you're coming after everything he's got. <laughs> but I did not understand any of the story had I not been given the footnotes. So maybe it's just me and my unculturedness. But uh, I mean, it was very fun to watch. <laughs> But we got some transition clips, so that's good. Smoky sweetness. I was listening to. Um, I, I basically found out that um, the uh, some. I think it was a football team. Someone signed someone as a quarterback in America, and the guy's name is General Booty. <laughs> General, General Booty. His name is General Booty, <laughs> and that's just the best name for a sportsman. <laughs> Oh, America is quite good for ridiculous names. <laughs> it's fantastic. But General Booty, I mean, the man's first name is a rank. He's yep. the general. I mean, general. he's second only to Field Marshal Booty. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder so, I wonder if his siblings are are in order of rank. So with so so maybe his elder brother is Field Marshal. Field Marshal Booty. Yeah. The youngest well, brother being brother is- Private Booty. <laughs> Private, private booty. There's a it's, a, it's a lot of brothers. It's a lot of brothers. Oh. It's a lot of brothers getting all the way down to private booty. Yeah, especially if you if you're adding in sort of things like third lieutenant or color sergeant booty. Yeah. <laughs> my personal favorite would be major booty. <laughs> His butt just yeah, won't quit. So yeah, that, that was that was general booty. Uh, the other thing uh, that I I the other, the other funny name that sort of like came alongside that. I don't know if this is true. But apparently, um, one of my my dad's friends used to teach a guy 
who was called uh, well, there was Eric Humanberger, which was which is <laughs> one of them, which is uh, a very strange name. Nice. And there was also um, Malteser Banana Jar. <laughs> what? That's not a real name. <laughs> which is exactly what I said. Now, for years, my entire life, the entire time I've known this man, he has sworn blind that yes, Malteser Banana Jar is a real person. That's just a lie. I don't I don't I don't believe that at all. I, I, Did you meet Malteser Banana Jar? I have never met Malteser. I still am on the he fence is, about this. He's pulling your leg. There is no way that there is a man called Malteser Banana Jar. <laughs> Unless they've changed their name and they will be internet famous. But this is from back in the 80s. Right, well that's even more ridiculous. This is pre-internet Malteser Banana Jar. Wait, so he knew him in the 80s or he was born in the 80s? He knew him in the 80s. I don't know when Malteser Banana Jar was born. <laughs> that means this man was born in, like, the 60s. Where was he from? I Malteser Banana Jar. I don't know. All I know about him is he was called Malteser Banana Jar. I might be being racist. Maybe. That, this this feels like a nickname and uh, a, mm. a rough nickname at that. Have you ever had a nickname, Will? Uh, I'd, I'd occasionally go by Billy Banjo Brown. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I've heard I've heard that before. The, the Billy Banjo, the old Billy Banjo Brown. Yeah. Uh, I got called Browdy for a little while. Uh, I'm. I, that's about it. Really. I'm personally. I don't think it's oh, and full then, and then, then Big Bird. Big Bird. Oh yeah, you called me Big Bird for a while. Yeah, you were Big Bird for for a good long while. I'm personally shocked yeah. that Big Willie style didn't catch on. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite glad about that. Really, that was a one-off, <laughs> and I'm very happy about that. Could have easily caught on. Big Willie style. It's a bit of a mouthful is the problem. If the right people were around when that first happened, that that would have caught on, and you would be Big Willie style to this day. If, if, I, if, if I was around at that point, I probably would have called you Big Willie style. You just go, yeah, I'm not I'm not letting this one go. Yeah, that's too good. Teacher called him Big Willie style. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. That's, I'm glad that neither of you two were in my life at that point. Thank you very much. <laughs> we are now. We can make up for that time. Ah, I mean, I'm we all could, right. We could start propagating that nickname now. We can. It's all right. There's I get, no I get full to. names. It's fine. I just get Will Brown wherever I go. <laughs> Even when there's no other Wills, I just get Will Brown. Well, if if you start going by Big Willie style, then there's no need to make it Big Willie style Brown because yeah. you're the only Big Willie style. Should I start signing that off in emails to people? Yes. Like, oh yeah. To to my colleagues uh, <laughs> across across on the continent, where I'll just sign off as Big Willie Mr. style and see how they respond. Mr. BW style. Mr. BW style. MS MSC. <laughs> If you just just make it as a as a footer for all of your emails, so you don't have to. Mm. So, so it'll be your your job title, Big Willie style, and then company info. <laughs> yeah, perfect. I'm sure we'll have no issues with that at all. Yeah, I mean, I imagine it would take someone quite a while to notice. And it could be like no one, I, no one reads that bottom bit. They yeah. they will. I think you'd get away with that. I think you could, and then underneath, underneath that on your, on your email, so you could put like, "I'm a Capricorn with bad eyesight." And literally, no one will take that in. Very professional. I'm very glad. I'm a Capricorn. I also do plastering. Yeah, I'm a Capricorn with bad eyesight. I do plastering, and I love horses. <laughs> we'll just put a small, like, uh, what's it called, agony ant section at the bottom. You could change it each time you email someone as well. Oh, so have it's... it like a dynamic thing. Yeah. yeah. So each time you email someone, it, it's just a stream of consciousness, and the, in each each footer is is slightly different with another little tip bit of information about you. I'll put it in like size fourteen. So sorry, size size like six or something, just small enough to the point where you'd have to Wait, really like wouldn't com- bother. You'd have to copy paste it into something and scale it up to really see what it is. Or just just like a random word generator at the bottom. So you've got like Mr. BW style, your job title, yeah. all that kind of stuff, your contact information, and today I'm feeling penguin. Or today I'm feeling 
happy. That... Wow, <laughs> that's the cre- your creativity knows no bounds. Yeah, so. yeah. I think uh, pe- Penguin started off, the... Penguin started off strong, and then I just went into something that started people off feel decently well with Penguin, and then oh, what's a, a a thing that would be funny to say that one feels, but it could be any word you want in the world. Happy. happy. Well, well played. That is quite funny. Well that is quite funny. Chance exactly. would be a fine who, who thing. A fine thing indeed. <laughs> oh, speaking of phrases that you just love to use, mm. like chance would be a fine thing. I have a friend that um, he absolutely loves using the phrase "that was good innings." Really? Ooh. But he only gets to use it when someone's died. <laughs> but he takes so much pleasure in using the phrase. <laughs> So whenever what? he hears of anyone's death, he'll he'll ask their age, and then hopefully he can. It was a go, good innings. It was good innings. Hope, and then he can go. Well, that was a good innings. And then and then he'll have a little smile inwardly that he got to use. He got to use that that phrase. It was good innings. And then I feel and like you can that, use that in more situations than just you know someone's died. But then I, I'm pretty sure that's the only time it's appropriate. I think that's what. It's what, for. what if what if it was actually a good innings? What if it was? I don't think I don't think he at all cares for cricket. He doesn't care for cricket at all. No, I don't think he's got any interest whatsoever in cricket. He just likes the phrase. I mean, it's so rare <laughs> that that happens. That after after he's actually someone's actually told him that. Does he then ask them, mm. did anybody else know that guy? And then they're like, oh yeah, he knew that guy. Like, okay, cool. And he goes over to them and <laughs> just can use the phrase again. Just maxes out as much as possible. And then when he finally gets back to someone, they're like, you, you just said that. He's like, cool. And then just pieces out of that situation, waits till the next guy dies. <laughs> he just hangs around funeral homes. He just, just, just hangs <laughs> out of here. Do you hear about Keith? He's just nah. resting on the Good door. Innings, really? Yeah. All, all I'm hearing is that that man should be a funeral director. That, that would just make all he his says, life a little bit better. All he says during the entire procession is, <clears throat> it's good innings. And that's it. It's good innings. Yeah. So he just says he goes to collect the body, you know, in his van. And then he just is like, talks to the family and gets to use his phrase and then wanders on. Yeah. That, that, that is good pure innings. job satisfaction for this guy. There you go. There's he the recommendation for your friend. Phrase. Perfect. Maybe we should do uh, an, an our own agony ant section. I think that'd be fantastic to do an agony ant section. Just... I mean, we need to have listeners to have an agony ant section. Well, not really. You can just take questions from uh, from the internet. Oh, okay. oh, we could actually find an existing agony ant section and and come up with just, our own answers. And, and just steal that, that, that might be an idea for a, a segment. If we were to cut this down and make it look like we actually came up with one, yeah. we could possibly do an agony ant section. Or we could we could just like, yell at passers-by. Yesterday, walking by my window... All right, the window was wide open because it's fucking hot in the third circle of hell. Yeah, and uh, a man, a man. You're not on the second floor. I'm on the third floor. Um, so someone just walked past the third floor window. So walked past the third floor window, and I said, "Get down." Um, <laughs> okay. someone's, walk- someone's walking past on the street outside. If we're going to be a dick about it, um, so I just walked past my window, and I was like, "You are not this tall. Was, get down he was, there." He was saying, "Get down, was, down, d- down, down." <laughs> <laughs> and he, lower, lower, lower. Oh, that's good. He was, he was singing. He was. Oh no, I've clipped. I've clipped so stop much. Stop looking at it. It'll make it worse. Don't look at it. Minimize it and yeah, leave it alone. Stop it. Um, he was singing to himself and then and then coughing and then hiccuping. So he was clearly quite drunk. And he stopped for a while. And I thought he'd left. And then out of nowhere, I hear this guy yelling, "Sports!" And that was it. And I, 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 I hope sportsman. Well I wish sportsman well. 
uh, I, I, I wish him the best. I feel like he might he could have done with an agony aunt at the time. I could have I could have gone to the window, thrown some of the uh, some of the plates that we don't really use here at him, and gone, "What's wrong?" And then we could have given him some information from what he said. There you go. Well, if anything, I'm disappointed now that you weren't throwing plates at this man like it was some sort of Greek summer weather. Well, I'm gonna, t- <laughs> I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that on board, and I'm just gonna obviously start throwing plates at strangers from the third floor. Yeah, just have Good. them ready by the window. Yeah. Just, just don't, just don't do it in your own kitchen because I had a flatmate that did that, and it was, it was not good. Do, do yeah. Tell. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about. I might have told you about him. No, fucking, you've never talked was... about the guy that threw plates out of your kitchen oh, window he... at someone. Oh no! Well, no, he threw more things at the kitchen window. He threw a bottle of Disarano at the kitchen window, actually. A full one. And uh, it, it, no, like an empty bottle of Disarano. But Still those Disarano bottles are are thick, yeah. and it landed about roughly a meter from one of our flatmates who was down there having a smoke. He just nearly killed a man. Just Hang on, was he out. throwing these at people or just? No, out no, the no, just just out the window. He decided that it was amusing to start throwing things out the window, and decided that that was just the place things went. And we were on the the third floor, British third floor, so ground one, two, three. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was like fourteen meters from there to the ground. The only reason I know that is because we bought a hose pipe <laughs> to do the world's longest beer bong from, and uh, <laughs> measured it. And it was about fourteen meters. <laughs> Uh, was it the world's got... longest beer bong? Did you look it well, up? Well, no, this is the thing that we didn't ever look it up, and we never actually managed to. Do... Basically, the thing was that when you see a load of people in a big circle of buildings um, with a hose pipe out their window, people start paying attention. Hmm. And uh, we got a little bit embarrassed about that once, and then decided that the 14 meter beer bong may have been a poor choice. <laughs> uh, and so decided never to actually do that one. But uh, same flat, same people. It was the last evening before we all moved out. And he just decided that this was the night that he he didn't care about anything anymore. Uh, and uh, I know that feeling he, well. He and he decided to get absolutely hammered. Came home at like one in the morning. Woke both of me and my other mate up, and was in the kitchen eating uh, eating chips, uh, fully out of his hands over the sink like an animal. Mm. <laughs> Just instead of using a box, he'd just taken them fully out of the box, covered in mayonnaise and ketchup, and was just eating them by pulling the chips towards his face. It's like he cupped them. It was a thing. It was a. It was horrible to look at. It was terrifying. Um, and then he decided that he was done with all his plates and didn't want them anymore, and so thought it was really fun to smash them directly off the floor. And uh, when he ran out of his plates, he started picking up my plates, which I had to stop. And then, because I stopped him throwing my plates, he decided to start throwing glass bottles off the walls. Uh, and he actually dented one of the walls at the bottom of the glass bottle, because it turned out it was quite strong in that direction. And so, like, moments before we were trying to leave and get our deposit back, he, uh, he decided to fuck, every, fuck all the walls up. And, was this uh, first year before you got was, to choose who you left yes, with? Yes, this is this first year before we got <laughs> okay. to choose. I was going to say, like, this, this so, a friend that, of yours, Will. Yeah, I know, what the hell? No, there was, there was him, there was a mere who smokes a lot of weed, and there was the, like, son of the Russian KGB guy that had an anime body pillow and kept a Bowie knife under his bed and played WoW until three in the morning screaming Russian. What a guy. Yeah, it was fun. He got he got up at like yeah, he got up at like ten PM and lived nocturnally and then did all his lectures and then went to bed and then woke up and played WoW through the night with his friends. That was that was my first year experience. Plus the fact that the whole campus smelled of shit on Thursdays, so if you opened your window and left it open overnight, waking up hungover realising that everything smells of shit in your room and you didn't realise that 
this was the thing that could happen, and you and you don't remember the night before, so you're very panicked. That someone's shat in your room until you go outside onto the rest of the campus and realise that everything smells like so, shit. Yeah, that, you that, didn't that, just do a poo and hide it. That, <laughs> Pretty much that, that university <laughs> being near a farming community, obviously, it's smelling like shit every Thursday. And you're quite right because I'm sure we all remember that. Um, yeah, in yeah. first year, it was quite a quite a funny time when my 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 flatmate, who I've mentioned before, actually. I mentioned this guy. Um, he was the he was the cod liver oil man, the one who <laughs> I I shoved cod liver oil into his lock. Um, mm. So uh, he he'd been he'd been sort of seeing this girl on and off. Um, wasn't entirely sure if she was interested or just sort of like seeing him as a friend, testing the water, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, and he'd invited her around um, to, to his flat. Now before that, um, it was just a, a Saturday and we had nothing to do, so I was just hanging out in his room. Unfortunately, the night before had been a fairly heavy one, so we were in his room just. Com- basically competitively farting um, but it slipped his mind that this girl was was you know her arrival was imminent and we've just been competitive oh, no. and, and she, she messaged him saying here and this guy looks up at me with just the purest concern in his eyes and he says do you know what we've just done <laughs> I, said, I do not and he said i forgot she was coming over all we've done is fart what do we do because she, she can't come in here, can she? So that, right, we open the window. We just pretend that it's uh, we pretend that it's it's you know the farming community. We we, we blame it on the great outdoors. <laughs> we blame it on the great outdoors. The muck spreading is rife. It's egregious. Yeah. It's egregious muck spreading. She can't say any different apart from the fact she just walked here. Um, I yeah. was going to say the fact that she's walked through this and not smelled it, and then got into well, this man's room and then gone. That, well, clearly that, it's that, it's that, just the farming community. In the last thirty seconds, it's really spread. Looking back on it, maybe maybe that's why she reacted like she did. She's very polite there. So she 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 comes in, and I'm I'm walking behind the two of them because I I can't I can't but wait to see. Yeah, you can't I, not know yeah, what's going to happen. I, I, it may have seemed weird to her that the, this this friend was just following them back. I but I was just trying to have a conversation whilst trying not to to piss myself laughing. Open the door. Excellent. The first thing she said is, "Oh, it's a bit, <laughs> bit ripe in here, isn't it?" <laughs> so I can barely talk because uh, <laughs> I mean that went fairly well. All things well, yeah, considered, yeah. And this this guy, and that guy, he's just, he looks so pissed off, and he's like. Yeah, well, it's just because we, we had left the window open and, you know, they're spreading the muck. Spread, spreading the muck, that, that's what it is. That's what it is. And you can just watch this guy's soul just leave his body as he tries to explain with this girl who's just not buying it. <laughs> and um, I just kind of basically I think a, just better, said, a better explanation would have been, we had a farting competition in here five minutes prior. I'm very sorry. I, well, I mean, I, I, that's not how you think when you're 18. Um, no. Just hang out in the kitchen so, for a bit. So, let, the, let it dissipate. I, I when I went back into my room because I basically just I just said Carlo and he looked at me with all the shame shame of a man who's just let a girl he likes into his room after a, an hour's solid fart, um, and I just said thank you for this, and then I left. <laughs> um, and then when I got back to my room, I just thought of every other thing we could possibly have done to make that situation fine, just <laughs> better in any way, or yeah. something like let's go for a walk, or. Yeah. Let's let's hang out in the kitchen hey, for a you bit. Got, you got your shoes yeah. on. Let's let's go for a walk. I heard this place is nice. I heard yeah yeah that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's not stay in this stank room. <laughs> yeah. That's not and just yeah. Um. But yeah. No. That's well yeah, done. That was that was that was, a, that was one that I'd forgotten. Thank you very much. Did she come back again? Well, uh, that uh, that I didn't see her again. <laughs> there you go. That's enough. <laughs> yeah. 
Turns out the hour-long farting competition does repel most women. May, may have sealed mm. that, that particular relationship's fate. That mm. one. Oh, well. <laughs> she wasn't right for him. She wasn't right. She, she wasn't yeah. right. She, oh, yeah. this is the kind of man that cultivates his farts. <laughs> she, had a, she had a working <laughs> sense of smell, therefore she was not right. Under the little chestnut tree, little William sat amusing himself by abusing himself and catching it in his hat. I've got me chicken bone. Well, we've finally done it. Four episodes and a pilot in the bag, and we've hit a guest episode. Who knew we'd run out of shit to say so swiftly? Anyway, I'd like to, uh, like's a bit of a strong word. I feel nothing about introducing you to a man who claims that drinking milk with alcohol makes him grumpy. A reasonable claim, you might say. Well, I'd say to you, shut up, I haven't finished, because apparently it's anything purporting to be milk. No dairy has to be involved. It could be almond milk. It could be soya jizz. This isn't medical. It's ridiculous. Anyway, without further ado, please welcome a man who wishes to remain anonymous, Hugo von Milkbowl. Say your piece, Hugo. <laughs> well, thank you for that wonderful introduction, Finn. Um, I'm Hugo, apparently, today. <laughs> and um, yes, I'm, I'm lactose and soya and almond intolerant, apparently, today as well. Um, that was not the introduction I was expecting, but it's the one we're going to go with. <laughs> well, welcome. Welcome to the top of the slide pile, Alex. Um, we have a list of questions prepared for you. Okay. Uh, we want you to answer them honestly. Um, we want you to answer them uh, with vim and vigour. Um, no pissing about. Um, okay. We're here to get to the truth. We're here to get to the truth. Um, <laughs> yes, and, and uh, Will apparently once uh, met a troll under a bridge that told him the truth. Um, <laughs> but, but we've never found out what that was. Um, so we're hoping to get it today from you. Right, um, okay. Eric. Uh, do you want to take it away, or, or, or shall I shall I take the first question? Uh, I think you should, because you've got them written down. Um, <laughs> very well. Seems very logical. Well. <laughs> very well. Get out of here with your logic. I, I mean, sir. I did send them to you, but fine. <laughs> oh, I suppose. I, uh, yes, I actually I do have access to that, don't, don't I? Yes. Okay, um, fine. Um, but this this one, the first question is. Uh, I think you were there, weren't you? I was there, so I will ask the first question. Yeah. Um, okay. Yes, 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 exactly. Yeah, this is a question with, with, I mean, all of them, and I mean all of them, certainly all of them, uh, have, have eyewitnesses and, and ear witnesses. Yep. Right. Alex, you once offered turmeric milk to a hungover man. Please explain yourself. <laughs> Well, first of all, um, it didn't have any alcohol in it, so he wasn't going to get grumpy. Second of all, uh, turmeric has got lots of healing properties. You get some honey in there as well, so it, you, it gives you a little sugar rush. So it's like having a nature's leucosade um, in the morning. Then you also have a little cayenne kick in there. So that sort of spices you up, wakes you up a little bit more. So I think it was, it was fairly reasonable to try and give someone turmeric milk. Okay, okay. And what about the milk part of that drink do you think would be good for a hungover person? Well, it's got like protein in it, doesn't it? So that's going to that's gonna help in some way, I imagine. So 
what what part of adding milk to an acidic alcoholic stomach lining do you, do you think would have a have a nice nice effect um it might be calming potentially for some people <laughs> not at the same time you can't do it at the same time that's ridiculous that's how you get grumpy but maybe <laughs> if you've waited for about eight hours then the milk might have a calming effect Okay. Um, can you take us through some of the healing properties of turmeric? Because I'm genuinely intrigued. <laughs> I have no idea. Did you what not they know? Can be. Oh no, turmeric's amazing. It's like genuinely, it's a natural anti-inflammatory. Like people with it's symptom- basically like crystals. No, no, it's it's better than that. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. Um, <laughs> no, it's like um, no. So if you you can turn turmeric into a paste with water and then if you apply it to like bee stings and stuff it like makes it go down it's anti-inflammatory for your outsides but also if you drink it it's anti-inflammatory for your insides like they actually prescribe like turmeric pills to people with like ms and stuff as anti-inflammatory pills and like it it does have loads of medical studies that turmeric i'm not saying it's like a wonder drug but as far as a little spice goes that lives in your cupboard and stains everything yellow it's pretty powerful okay before we get too educational Naked cartwheels? Why me? Because um, I thought I could trust you till you brought me on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just to explain, Alex Alex did a naked cartwheel, and 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 he had to do it for for his own reasons. Um, for the points, in, Eric. In a, in a room for the points. In a room full of people, Alex decided to do a naked cartwheel, and prefaced it with, "Everyone look away apart from Eric." No, right. He is a false storyteller right here. I seem to remember... Wasn't it just... It was Eric and a young Asian boy. <laughs> yes, actually, there was a young Asian boy who didn't understand the preface and looked. Adrian wasn't... Yeah, Adrian was, wasn't supposed to look. And he was over 18. He's, he wasn't that young. He's, he's <laughs> scarred a minor, um, as far as I was concerned. Okay, no. Let's get to the bottom of this. So, yes, I did do a naked cartwheel. And yes, Eric did look. And I asked him to look because we had to have someone to validate that you'd done it. On this same trip where we were all accruing points, I seem to also remember both Eric and Will, and I can actually pull up a photo right now of it from their Facebook of both of them naked, well, apart from the pants, in a fountain in the middle of Madrid for the points. And they did that every single day. So I think my naked cartwheel on one uh, evening... I, maybe I don't remember a, this, sir. Uh, do you want me to... <laughs> How do I send a mess a picture on Discord? I will show you right this second. I I did that for the thrill of paddling, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Will was with me in that. I was there for the cooling effect. You were there for the yeah. points. You were there. It was for the it was points. a hot day. It was a hot day, uh, and we saw ourselves an opportunity for a cooling fountain dip. Thank you. Well, Thank you, on the same That's premise, the, then the it was a reason for that. On the same premise, it was a, a hot day, and I decided to help you all by creating a windmill effect with my body. Like <laughs> it was like a, it was a windmill, a big one, and then a, and then a smaller with one with a little windmill in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, that, to be honest, that, that, that solves that one for me. I think that's a, that's a reasonable answer. Uh, the next one. Um, who, Alex? <laughs> who is Joseph Goebbels? <laughs> um, so I have found out fairly recently <laughs> um, that Joseph Goebbels was involved in the Nazi movement and was quite high up in said movement. Um, but I did find out who he was the day after a drunk night where you berated me for several hours for being Joseph Goebbels, apparently. 
and I couldn't <laughs> okay. quite understand why because I didn't know the person. Um, <laughs> okay, first wow. of all, I would like to make something very clear. I, I don't think I ever told you that you were Kerbals. That might be the worst thing I've ever said to anyone, and I'm pretty sure I'd never said it. I. There, there you always a... do it when you get pissed up. You just start accusing people of being Goebbels. You know what? You're, you know what? you're just like Joseph you're, Goebbels. You're, you just, like you're just like him. You're worse than him, actually. You're worse just than Goebbels. classic Goebbels behaviour, this is. But, uh, <laughs> but from what I remember, we found out. Maybe we were a bit, we were a bit leery. We found out that you didn't know who he was. Uh, so we kept on bringing him up because it was funny. Uh, at no point, uh, and I'd like to stand by myself and the other person who was there at the time, did we accuse you my good friend, <laughs> of being uh, the Nazi party's propaganda machine. Um, that is, is harsh even for me. <laughs> well, it felt like you were accusing that evening. <laughs> that being said, not that the slag pile wants to diminish Goebbels' achievements. <laughs> I like, didn't realise it was that, one of those that, podcasts. That Should I leave? <laughs> I, I want to yeah, I I keep it even-sided here. <laughs> Do you want to pick sides? This is a firmly middle-of-the-fence podcast. It's so very middle-of-the-fence. Yeah. <laughs> We're sat right on the tip We're of We're not us, offending then. anyone with that. It's so on the yeah. fence, it's uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we set up. That's what we strive for here at the Slack Pile. Uncomfortably on the fence. <laughs> um, Eric, next question. An anonymous source has mentioned that you might not be good at washing the dishes. What say you, dirty boy? Who is this anonymous source? I've got a propaganda machine and I'll sort them right out. Uh, they're, they're anonymous. They're an, it's an anonymous it's, source. It's an anonymous source. We, 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 can, we can't if, it. If it wasn't an anonymous source, I'd, I'd have introduced them differently. Hmm. Interesting. Um, well, I would say I try my best. Um, <laughs> yeah, I often oh. end up preparing lots of food for lots of people. Um, and if the don't, washing don't, up don't is martyr yourself. To that... you, you, you started off strong. You started off strong, and then suddenly, and suddenly, woe is you. Let's let's let's, let's dial oh. that one back. I was respecting that. <laughs> that's what he wants. <laughs> that's well, just who was, That's over. just what Goebbels would do. That's, that. exa- that's, that's <laughs> classic Nazi propaganda. Uh, <laughs> and so the propaganda machine <laughs> continues. Um, I don't think I'm particularly bad at washing dishes. I might not be the best person in the world, but I, I, I'm amazed that it has circulated in such a way and it's a point of interest about my character. The anonymous source was, was me or Eric, depending on who you ask. Uh, it was, it was an, an, an unbased claim. <laughs> <laughs> this I mean, Eric was literally... Saying... To be fair, Eric was literally washing up in my kitchen earlier, so I did have a feeling it might well, have some, been Someone him. had to do it. <laughs> It feels like a smear campaign, if I'm honest. <laughs> maybe, it's your, maybe it's your the true Goebbels here. Hmm? <laughs> oh, how the turntables. I think it's you, Will. I think it's you. That sounds like something Goebbels would say. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying never... to turn tables on me. Yeah. I'm, I'm barely a side character at this point in this interrogation of Goebbels this man's character. Goebbels was, if anything, a side character. <laughs> <laughs> I'll not take this anymore, sir. Okay, Alex... Um... I don't come to hear on a weekly basis you there, to hear this sort of slander. Dark, like Goebbels. Alex, you'll, you'll be glad to know the penultimate question. Right, great. Um, <laughs> uh, you once said, 
I don't see the issue with trickle-down economics or austerity. It will bring the people to salvation. With regards to this, are you on crack? <laughs> um, I think whoever apparently heard me say that might have been, because I don't remember ever saying that, and I only understand about 50% of that sentence. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's, that's... A bit highbrow for this, if I'm honest. That, I mean, that, <laughs> what, what, was 100... what I trickled down economics? It was a hundred percent smear campaign. That I think that was that's, that's pretty much where we're going with that. I mean, if if you if you could answer the question, um, but but by by all means, just to the best of your ability for the for the panel. Uh, could I have the the panel? Um, could I have the question again, please? <laughs> can I also phone I, a friend? Absolutely, you can phone a friend. Um, uh, you once said, "I don't see the issue with trickle down economics or austerity. It will bring the people to salvation." Um, with regards to this, are you on crack? <laughs> And would you like to call Himmler as a friend? <laughs> um, I have very little to say about that statement. Um, I I don't know what trickle-down economics are. Um, I know what salvation is supposedly, according to various religious traditions, but I don't think that's what the question's really asking. It's not. I mean, the question really was asking you on crack, and you're not. You're on turmeric milk, clearly. <laughs> um, also... Let's 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 delve into the educational side for just a hot second. What is salvation, Alex? Um, well, salvation can be interpreted in many different ways. Give me um, three. Your favourite three. My favourite three. <laughs> uh, okay. Which uh, one do you no, hope is true? Okay, three three different understandings of salvation. Um, escaping this mortal strife. Oh. Um, that's salvation. Wow. Um, it's also a key idea within many religious traditions, um, particularly Christianity. And then finally, salvation will be getting out of this interrogation. <laughs> <laughs> the old bait and switch. I respect that. Very good. I, okay, then moving on to the final, the final question. Okay. Uh, am I doing that? Absolutely. I feel like if okay. anyone should, it's you. I don't know why. <laughs> don't know why. No. But you feel that way, so I guess we'll just have to go with it. I feel strongly. Well, I, let's talk about this later, all right? Okay. <laughs> Disregarding my feelings again. <laughs> when you say you love the Daily Mail and you wish that you could forget about it after reading it every day so that you can enjoy it again, do you feel any shame? <laughs> oh, yeah, massively. Um, no, I don't at all. I, I love the Daily Mail and everything it stands for. <laughs> Yeah, you really, you you really flip reverse that one on us, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You'll, yeah. You'll do no reverse. Kind of feel about as much shame as, shame for that as you do for eating chips for breakfast. That's... <laughs> it was a treat, <laughs> <laughs> and it had bacon on it, so it's technically breakfast. We've all been there. That's well, Eric was I also there with me. <laughs> We've all been at Goebbels some mornings. <laughs> Um, that, that's the end of the interrogation, Alex. Um, yeah, right. You have reached Sorry. salvation. You've reached salvation. <laughs> Thank you. If, 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 if you so wish. Uh, shortly after the previous segment, uh, Alex stepped out to go to the toilet, and we had Eric lock the door from the outside, uh, but not before cracking him over the head with a wrench, uh, cramming him in the bath, and then spraying an entire can of Raid all up in his face. Big Willy style. Was Big Willy style. We kind of... 
you really made a meal of that. You enjoyed it. It came out of your mouth. <laughs> it It slithered out of your mouth like a like a gracious eel. Anyway, like a big willy in style. Like, like a big willy in style. Now, <laughs> I'm I'm less okay with being part of this. The the as the minutes go by, <laughs> we're going to enjoy saying it more every single time. Yeah. Um. Right. Uh. Eric, nicknames. Have you ever had anything interesting come your way? Are you an, are you a man that attracts nicknames? I'm not a man that attracts nicknames. I think uh, the one nickname I have had, uh, which was from my dad, he when I was young he would call me Ferret. <laughs> he would call, he would call you me Ferret. ferret. Um, and actually, as yeah. a note, because any reason did he ever? Oh yeah, explain? yeah. Um, that was that was good reason. He called me Ferret yeah. because uh, as a child I had a habit of. Um, scurrying into small places and staying there, uh, and I would be I would be lost like you would lose a ferret in uh, behind cupboards, under floorboards, in sheds, uh, inside a bed. I got inside a bed once and got trapped. What do you mean inside of a right. bed? Explain inside of so a bed. My grand- like inside the mattress. No, no, inside the, the bed frame. <laughs> I uh, so my grandmother had one of those uh, beds where it's got a remote control. And it le- it can oh. lean you up in the morning to make it easy to get out of bed. I'd right. have been, I don't know, six or seven. Everything happens when you're six or seven. That's the sort of age you start Modern. doing stuff. Yeah. Mm. Um. And I, I, I mean, obviously, you go around to grandma's house. She's got a remote control bed. I'm playing with that. Yes. What, yes, what a what a treat. My bed's so boring. <laughs> space bed. This one's this one's this one's a space bed. Yeah. I'm playing with that. So, uh, you know, you you crank it up. You crank it down. You have a bit of fill with that. You crank it up, and then you realise that it that it's it's released this this section. It's released. Uh, there's a space down there, and I could get in that. I could get in that space. You were That'd a cat child, weren't you? I, I was a cat child, a ferret child. Mm. I thought there's there's a small if space I, in there. I could get in. In you get, and they go. If I fit, I sit. Sort of yeah, thing. If yeah. Fits, it sits. Yeah. And of course, so once you're yeah. in, you're like, well, like the hatch is open. I could I could get I could get this smaller I could fit in I, I could fit in this quite comfortably with it closed even uh, so with my arm hanging out to, to reach the remote I just slowly cranking down the bed and it closes onto my forearm that <laughs> oh. <laughs> which as it, as it squeezes my forearm I uh, involuntarily just release the remote <laughs> drop it on the floor and and now I can't I can't fit my arm through the through the gap to to reach the remote. So I'm just I'm just trapped inside the bed. So you've, you've trapped yourself. By, physically trapped yourself. But I was also raised not to cause a fuss. Yes. It's, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't you don't cause a fuss. Yeah. So so I was in there for quite a while. Just every now and then, just going help because you don't want to you don't want to shout and scream. Just. Whoever's in the house, that's just gonna. Is a, I don't want to cause a panic. So you just so sat like, there and accepted yeah. your so fate. I was like, okay, I'll I'll just wait till I think someone's passing and and I, help. Oh, no, yeah. help! I'm in the bed, just stuck in the bed. I'm in the bed. It's not it's not too bad, but at some point I'd like to get out. Trapped in the bed. I'll be hungry Tra- one day. Yeah, <laughs> I hear a noise. Help! Help! <laughs> Is that help? I'm in the bed. No, no, never mind. But yeah, that that was uh, one of of many, uh, one of many ex- instances of you being one a of one of many instances of me climbing inside something and uh, sometimes getting stuck, sometimes not. 
I think uh, as far as nicknames from parents go, um, my dad used to say that my show name um, <laughs> was Flombe Buttonhole Easter Surprise. Um, <laughs> Flombe Butterhole Easter Surprise. Buttonhole. Um, yeah. Oh, Buttonhole, not Butterhole. Butterhole. <laughs> no, not Butterhole. I didn't. No. Uh, yeah. Fl- Flombe Buttonhole Easter Surprise was, was my show name. Um, it's a very different prostitute. Okay. And then uh, so the rest of my. The rest of the, the, the family, really. Because um, it's me and my sister. But I think. I, I mean, I've taken. Um, I mean, why? Why we? We're not letting this go. Why? Why was it flambe buttonhole Easter I don't, surprise? I don't That's, know. There's, there's a deep. I'm, I'm still never processing it. There's no. Yeah, I can barely. I can barely. Yeah, I was going to say you're not moving on from that this until we've nickname in itself why you is fl- more complicated than the entire plot of the fucking Da Vinci Code. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, which is why it must be that, deciphered. That's and a, you must tell us why flambe, why buttonhole, and why Easter surprise. I don't know. I just think it's because it's fabulous. It's a fabulous name. I was, I was. Well, from what age excellent. did this start? As long as I can remember. Oh right. So, yeah. As long as you, are you still uh, referred to this days, as you were Flambe Buttonhole Easter Surprise? Uh, yeah, but I, he's a very he's a very imaginative chap, and like the kind of stuff he comes out with. Um, I mean, like, should he be the next guest? Probably, but he'd never do it. Um, no. Imagine, <laughs> imagine me, but imagine like I genuinely hate you all, as opposed to just <laughs> pretending. Um, <laughs> Um, I, I like that. Um, I, I think I think I want your dad to come on and be hateful. You'd get on very well with dad. He's, he's, yeah, he's, I mean, again, again, lovely chap, fantastic. I just wouldn't have him on the podcast because he, he wouldn't do it. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, he was a very imaginative chap, and some of the stuff he comes out with. So if, if something goes wrong, uh, one of my favourite sayings was "fart bastards." Uh, <laughs> he used to if he ever stubbed his toe, "fart bastards." Um, it was one that, that came out quite a lot. Um, oh, I love that! I appreciate that. Uh, there was, good, was bastard phrase. is my main exclamation word. It's a great, so adding, it's a great one. Adding farts onto it. A fart yeah. bastard. Fart bastards. Um, there was yes. there was one one <laughs> hilarious uh, point where uh, he he kept on calling things a Farnsworth. Um, he he enjoyed he yeah, that 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 was his his go to. Oh, you Farnsworth. As in professor. As in Professor Farnsworth. I thought so. He's, he's never seen. He's never Futurama. seen Futurama. So it was that was just out of oh. nowhere. Just just him. Just, just him, made that up. Just come separately would 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 be Farnsworth. But there's also like a, a long running thing of just uh, us saying names in the family that are just stupid. So for instance, our, our our dog is called Bruno. Oh, my sister's dog is called Bruno. I started calling him Bongo after a while, and then decided that wasn't stupid enough. So now I call him Bogno. And Bogno's just taken on the family. So if I talk Excellent. to my mum, who is who doesn't engage in this kind of rhetoric at all, uh, I'd say, well, I, yeah. "How's your day been?" She was, I've, I've just walked Bogno. Um, oh. and it's, yeah, it's just kind of like rolled in there. So now, now, now the dog's just called Bogno, which is, is quite good. So it's just a family that give each other and other things silly names. It kind of sticks. There's a lot. Of, oh, that's unfortunate. You know, yeah. for the dog. It doesn't, doesn't understand a thing. Isn't it? To be fair, stuff like that does stick. Where if you mispronounce something at a very young age, you can really get with you all the way to the very end. For instance, my my mother gets called Biz, and that is because she couldn't pronounce her name when she was very <laughs> little, and in, and pronounced the name Bizabeth, <laughs> and she's now sixty, <laughs> still and Biz. is still called Biz, <laughs> and. My, her sister's children call her Auntie Biz. That's that's long and running. That is stuck all the way to the very it's, end. Especially when it's you make one mistake and then it's propagated by everyone around you, and that's just that's just the name for that thing. That's yeah. Yeah. It's, that's now that's now that's now you. You don't have a choice. No. 
a personal unfortunate one was just general things that get propagated through the family. It was that my dad used to call mayonnaise smeg. <laughs> oh. And uh, and that wasn't a one that I was aware of until I was 18. I realised that that uh, wasn't just so, your family that calls it smeg. Oh, uh, well, it was more of a, that's not what smeg no. is, really. <laughs> and uh, the fact that when you learn what smeg is, and then you learn that that's what you, your dad calls yeah. mayonnaise, <laughs> and then... And then when you tell, and then when you tell your dad that that's what, that's what. Wait, did he not know is, what smeg was? Although, and then he just didn't care and maintained his stance that's, on calling it that's smeg. That's the most respectful position. It's not that he knew. Never mind that. It's not that he didn't know and change his mind. It's that he he may not have known, but he didn't give a fuck. It's yeah, a no, he didn't, he didn't care at all. As if his meaning came and, first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. As far as he's concerned, this is new. This is a new thing. Hmm. Just, no, well, it was it was just I'll a stick, general stance for anything of that. that sort of consistency, yeah. really. So, like, if you dropped a bit of gravy on something, it would be like, "Oh, you got you've, you've smegged on yourself there." And it was just used as that sort of a, <laughs> a like, word, it's like... which was particularly unfortunate when your your sister drops a bit of gravy on herself, and your brother goes, "Oh, you've got smeg on your booby." <laughs> And you go, that's not really appropriate anymore, not that I think How about old were it. you when you were caught referring to your sister's booby? Well, that wasn't me, that was my brother. Uh, and I think I was about 12, <laughs> which would have made them about 16 and 15. Okay. There's, yeah, there's, a long, there's a long-running joke in, in my family <laughs> yeah. where if, you, if, you got some, if you're just eating some garden peas and you drop them on the table, you say you peed on the table, but you took that a lot further by... Yeah, you got smeg you got, on the booby. You got smeg oh, on your booby. I... I... I had a waitress in Lancaster do that to me last time I was smeg on your dinner with my mother. And, and <laughs> we went me, there so enough got to the point where they, they, they like, would talk to me and they just like I spilt the peas on the floor. She was like, oh, come in in here, peeing all over my floor. And I was like, this is not appropriate <laughs> right now. I don't appreciate this joke at my expense. I'd appreciate that. Yeah, I, I like that one. And then my mother going, oh, she's, oh, she's flirting. I wouldn't appreciate oh, smeg on a booby, but... But yeah, I'd, I'd appreciate peeing on the floor. If someone had, if well, someone had said none that to of us me, knew I, it at, at that I would have stage. instantly have been have been attracted to that woman. If, if, <laughs> well, yeah, no, we didn't. We didn't know that you've been single for a while. At that stage in our lives, I hadn't been. I was dating Emily. I think, no, I, was talking, I think he was talking to me, and he's yeah. not, he's, he's not wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, if there are any waitresses out there that have used that line when someone's dropped peas on the floor, yeah, I'm more attractive than I man. sound. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyway, speaking of uh, being more attractive than he sounds, shall we move on to a Geordie Reads? The fallen leaves tell a story. The great Elden Ring was shattered. In our home, across the fog, the lands between. Now, Queen Maraca the Eternal is nowhere to be found. And in the night of the Black Knives, Godwin the Golden was first to perish. Soon, Maraca's offspring, demigods are claimed the shard of the Elden Ring. The mad taint of their newfound strength triggered the shattering. A war from which no lord arose. A war leading to the abandonment of the greater will. Arise now, ye tarnished, ye dead, who yet live. The call of the long-lost grace speaks to us all. Hurrah, Lu, chieftain of the Badlands, the ever-brilliant gold mask. Fear the deathbed champion. The loathsome dung eater, and Sir Gideon Ofnir, the all knowing, and one other whose grace would again bless a tarnished of no renown, cross the fog to the land between, and stand there before the Elden Ring, and become Elden Lord. 
Gautama Buddha once said, In the end, only three things matter. How much you loved, how gently you lived, and how gracefully you let go of things not meant for you. I stole a Kit Kat once, and I know for a fact that Eric dropkicked a sloth at Longleat. See you next time. You're worse than him, actually. You're worse than Goebbels.